everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. With me as always, most of the time, nobody. Nobody's here, don't you know? Nobody's here, don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Nobody here. Woo, woo, woo! Thanks, Eddie Dog. Uh, it is March 1st. Happy first day of March. It's exciting. Good, good things uh, will happen. Do you guys do the whole uh, rabbit thing? But the, the weird superstition of the first word that you say of the new month is rabbit. You guys know what I'm talking about? Um... Now some people are saying rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. I don't know. It says here, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit is a superstition found in Britain and North America wherein a person says or repeats the words rabbit, rabbits, and or white rabbits aloud upon waking on the first day of a month to ensure good luck for the rest of it. I don't know. Don't know where it came from. Uh, my mom told me about it a long, long time ago, so I try to remember. And you know what? It don't do shit. <laughs> It don't do shit. It don't do shit. Because like all superstitions, they're stupid. <laughs> Black cats, broken mirror, walking under a ladder, whatever. Finding a four-leaf clover, a penny with its heads up. It's all, it's all bullshit. All of it. At one point, it did something for somebody, and like, oh my god, this is a good thing, or whatever, and it's all, uh, it's all bullshit. But I, I continue to do it <laughs> because my mind is weak and I'm feeble, and I'd like to believe that there's something out there that can pos maybe positively change my life. <clears throat> so I continue to do dumb things that maybe will give me luck. As opposed to trying to educate myself <laughs> and getting smarter and not having to do dumb, superstitious things. Ugh. Well, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, I only have a week left of work. And you're like, Stu, you just got a new job. Yep, you are correct. But I, I fucking quit. I quit. I gave them a two-week notice. Which they I think they were shocked about. Because they said normally people just quit and they're done. And uh, I can see that. I can see people quit during the shift. Uh, the guy told me one time someone called an hour before he was supposed to start work and he quit. Because um, it's a dumb job. It's very laborious, very physically demanding, which uh, even though I'm old as shit, I don't have a problem with. Uh, my body has more or less adjusted to it, although uh, I am in pain all of the time. <laughs> uh, so uh, I only got a week left. 
Next Monday will be my last day. Sayonara, motherfuckers. And then I'm on to the next shithole job. I, although I do have a job interview tomorrow on the phone. We'll see. We'll see what happens with, with that. But uh, part of my frustration with the job we all know is the stupid app. I have this app that I'm supposed to use to log in and out. And uh, it's never worked from, from day one. Never Never, never, ever worked, and they always, uh, they, they've tried to blame me. They say it's user error, and uh, it's incorrect. That is completely incorrect. Uh, the last several days, the app just keeps logging me out, and it dies. You know how shit apps are. And then people have suggested that uh, I uninstall the app and then reinstall it. It's a work phone, though, and there is no, like, Google Play on it. It's an Android phone, so there's no Google Play on it for me to uninstall and reinstall. And I'm sure even if I were able to do that, I would be fucked in uh, getting it reinstalled because, yeah, what's your username? What's your password? Like, oh, fuck, fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck this shit. So uh, I Snapchat it. So if you want to follow me on Snapchat, I don't use Snapchat very often, but it's uh, I'm just at Stu McAllister. And uh, just so you guys can see the, the frustration and problems there. So I, I recorded it on my, my personal phone, and I emailed the guy. And I was like, hey, fuckface, this is the app. It's not working. It keeps logging me out. Don't blame me. For your technology, the problems with it. Fuck it. Whatever. And again, it was one of these weird things where they changed my schedule. I had a schedule, then they gave me an extra stop, and then they took it away. I, whatever. Whatever. It's all shit. And then today, uh, at Meyer, they keep talking about, uh, for those who don't know, I work for Coke. I deliver Coke products. And I can't even say I deliver Coke products because that's a lie. I don't deliver. I go to stores and I take the Coke products from the back and I put them out on the shelves. I'm a stock boy. God damn it. I have made many, many bad life choices, apparently. Apparently, I'm not saying rabbit enough at the beginning of every month. But, uh... They always talk about the Coke people. We have these dumb Zoom meetings every Thursday. That they're just dumb. But they keep talking about how their big moneymaker are the, the cooler pops. The pops that you buy uh, at the register. And, uh, you know, there's coolers like at every fucking uh, register. And you buy the 20 ounce of Coke, Diet Coke, whatever. Right? That's that's where they make their money. And, and yeah, because it's like $1.99 for one little bottle, and then you can buy a two-liter for like a fucking $1.29 or whatever. So, yes, it's, they're, they're making their money there. So that's always their big thing of like stock the coolers first. Make sure it's all packed. Everything's good. There you go. So I got the, the delivery today. I got like eight pallets or whatever the fuck. And there was not any cooler pop on it. So the guy, I have off tomorrow. So whoever's working at that store tomorrow is not going to have anything to restock the fucking coolers. 
So I told my boss that. I was like, hey, I don't know who the fuck the salesperson is. I don't know who the delivery guy was. I don't know any of this shit. There ain't any cooler pop, you motherfucker. FYI, bitch. Rabbit, rabbit. No cooler pop. That's fucking on you. Ugh, fucking Christ. So when I was driving between stores, because I had a couple grocery stores that I had to go to, I passed a car. You know, like, ah, oh, Steve, you pass cars every day. I'm like, yup, sure do. I passed a car that had this huge sign in the back window. It took up not quite half, but like a third a third of the window. So I'm really shocked, like, a cop hasn't pulled them over because it's, you know, it's on... Uh, poster board that they used and they wrote a little slogan on it and they said uh, the world is a better place with you in it so clearly uh, this person has had someone in their life more than likely kill themselves and uh, so this is their message to Get your shit together. Uh, think about things. Life, life is better when you're here. Um, and it got me thinking. Um, no. <laughs> Sometimes I believe that the world is not a better place by having all of these fucking people in it. Um. There's too many people. There's a lot of fucking assholes. There's a lot of murderers. There's a lot of rapists. There's just a lot of dick bags. Just, just dick bags in general. Not, you know, they don't murder or rape, but they're just a fucking annoying asshole. And is the world a better place by having these annoying fucking assholes around? Fuck no. God damn no. Again, uh... I've said it before, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me on this. I don't believe everybody should be allowed to, to procreate. We, uh, any, anybody can put their wing-wang in someone's hoo-ha or allow someone to put their wing-wang in your hoo-ha and, and things go and then, uh, and then you got a baby uh, nine months later. And I don't think that's a positive thing. I think there should be um, mass sterilization. And I believe uh, people should not be allowed to have children until they're at least 30. They've gone through massive fucking parenting classes. Uh, background checks. Fucking financial checks. All of this shit. Now, does that mean if someone passes all this stuff? Does it mean that they'll be a good parent? Fuck no. I I'm 100% am aware that it is not 100% foolproof, but I do believe it can cut out a lot of bullshit. And again, I will always go back to the dude when I was working child protective services and I was doing an investigation on a woman and. Uh, the, the allegations against her and the child and I ended up having to talk to the dad the dad did not live with the mom and I'm talking to the dad and he was uh, 
27 years old and he already had 13 kids. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about how many different women, but I'm like, you are not a good father. You are not, these 13 children do all not live in your house. You do not understand the concept of birth control. And that's when I was like, yeah, we, we need this. There was another incident where, again, CPS, a woman had a baby, a brand new newborn, and uh, this woman had already had parental rights terminated. And I will tell you this, everybody, if your parental rights have been terminated, if you think you can fucking uh, manipulate the system and have another child, you're fucking wrong. Because I had to take the baby away from her from like moment one. And that's when I'm just like, hey, Doc, uh, can you accidentally cut something with that scalpel when you're down there doing shit? Can you fucking do a tubal ligation? And I'm not going to put all of this on women. I 100% believe that there needs to be some sort of... Uh, contraception for dudes uh if if there's all this money going into getting dudes dicks hard all of these different ed pills and someone used the the uh, acronym ed and they used it for eating disorder and i'm not gonna lie uh, again, back in the day when I was doing a lot of therapy, yes, I helped a lot of people with eating disorders, but I almost think that it should be dropped and or changed something else because if you were to tell someone that you have ED, they're going to think you got a floppy dick. <laughs> hey, man, you got that ED? Oh, shit. So, yeah. There needs to be something done. Like it's an injection. Like a, like there is a medication for schizophrenics. I can't think of the name offhand, but it was it's an injection that you could get once a month. So you don't have to worry about taking pills. A lot of people with mental health issues, like chronic mental health issues, have a difficult time remembering to take their pills on a daily basis. Or a lot of it is... I'm feeling so much better. I don't need to take my pills. And so they don't. But if you give these motherfuckers an injection once a month. So maybe they need to come up with some sort of thing where a, a once a month injection into a guy's dick hole. Or fucking uh, have some sort of contraception that you could sell in the form of an IPA. You got a lot of hipsters fucking down in those IPA birth control uh, beers. Maybe that that would be yes. I I have just come up with a fucking Shark Tank idea of birth control pit uh, beers. Who wants to go in on it with me? Let's get some fucking nerd dudes uh, and come up with this shit. We can do it. We'll be goddamn billionaires by the end of the year. Birth control beer. I'm telling you. I'm fucking telling you. I'm fucking telling you. Hoo, hoo, woo. 
don't even know where the fuck I'm going. I did get my work clothes showed up yesterday. How about that? My, just in time for me to fucking quit. I, uh, I was ordered through work. I ordered two pairs of pants, two shirts, two coats. The shirts, for whatever reason, didn't come, but I got the pants and the coat. And I'm not going to lie, everybody, I fucking love the pants and the coats. They're great. The only thing I don't like about the fucking coats is it's got a patch of work. And so when I keep these fucking things, because if they think they're going to get my fucking work clothes back, they're fucking wrong. I will take a shit on them first. <laughs> they got a fucking patch on it. For work, the work logo. So when everything's done and said, I'm gonna have to either fucking somehow get the patch off or put a, a different patch over it. Cause it's a super super nice coats and the I love the pants because they fucking fit. They're long enough. I was able to get big boy pants. I have a 36 inseam. My fucking inseam is bigger than my waist. About that, motherfuckers. <laughs> Is that something to brag about? Can I brag about that? Yeah, my inseam's bigger than my waist, bitch. Is that something that I could put on my resume? <laughs> What's one of your secret talents? Well, my inseam is bigger than my waist. Hired. <laughs> You're hired. Uh, they're, they're super nice. The jackets, are, I got them extra long too. It's nice, fucking nice when you get clothes that fit appropriately. Good portion of the time I just get work clothes where the sleeves are fucking halfway to my fucking wrist. It's awful. But when I got home from work today, uh, I had mentioned this on the Patreon yesterday. I'll mention it now. I have these old coffee mugs. They're brand new. They've never been used. They've been sitting in a box. I, uh, For a while, I hosted a talk show called Tonight Tonight with Stu McAllister. And it was in the vein of all late night talk shows. Of We had uh, a monologue. We had guests. Sometimes we had musical acts come on. Uh, I had my uh, Ed McMahon or Andy Richter, Matt Harper. And then uh, Jeremy Clymer was the uh, technical guy in the back. He would play the videos and the sketches that we did. It was a ton of fun. It was originally Tonight Tonight with Andy Bledsoe, a buddy of mine. And uh, I helped Andy like write sketches and monologue jokes and book guests and all that stuff. And it was a ton of fun. But then life got in the way for Andy. You know, he got, he got, uh, he was going to school and he had a baby and there was a job change and, you know, all sorts of shit. And he was like, ah, I just can't do this anymore. So I took over the hosting duties, and I loved it. It was the best. It was so much fun. I know um, there's at least a couple listeners who came out to the shows. They were at the Holiday Bar on the northwest side of Grand Rapids. It was just the monthly show because it just, to do it more frequently than that, it was a lot of work. A lot of, a lot of work was put into it with, with all of us. And, you know, we had a lot of people who contributed to the show, uh, Michael Bustler, Keen Straub, um, Adam Van Kike helped out a whole lot. You know, we had other people kind of come in and out. It was, it was like I said, it was a ton of fun. And uh, so what I did is I printed up, the, I, I used my money, and I got all these coffee mugs with the Tonight Tonight logo on them. 
And what I did is I gave them to the guests, like a party gift, right? Like, again, I wasn't making any money off this show. As a, as a matter of fact, I lost money doing this show. But I enjoyed the creativity and, and the process involved. And so I gave these coffee mugs to the guests. It was, you know, it was like, hey, thank you for being a part of this. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And as far as I could tell, everyone did. We, we played funny games. The interviews were always very cool. There's a, a Facebook page for Tonight Tonight with Stu McAllister. If you want to go find it, you can probably see old episodes because we Facebook lived them. You know, whatever. Go go do what you want. But then uh, the show, uh, eventually it had to die. It had to die. Not because I wanted it to. The, the venue was just not supportive of the show. It was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And if a show or a venue is just going to be like, okay, whatever, then the show just is not going to be that successful. There needs to be a level of investment on the venue's part. And they there was zero investment on their part. They never posted anything on their Facebook page. They didn't have anything on their web page. During the show... They didn't do a great job of policing the crowd because, you know, again, the we didn't have our own separate room, which would have been sweet. So then everybody who was in the room would be there for the show. And a good portion of the time, people would just be at the venue, like having some drinks or dinner or whatever. And yeah, hey, you know, I'm sorry this, this is going on, but now you need to shut the fuck up. And it just became, for me, just too frustrating. So I was like, yeah, we're done. So I have a bunch of these mugs left over and, and, you know, they've been sitting in my house now for, I don't know, I think it's been like two years, I think, since the last show. And so I want to get rid of them. So I threw them out there for people. I'm like, hey, if you want to buy one of these things, let me know. And I'm selling them for 20 but that will include shipping and handling. But if you live in Grand Rapids, I will deliver it to your house. I will sell it to you for 15 How about that? How about that? So if you guys want one, get a hold of me at the uh, podcast page or my own personal page, whatever. No, I get you one. They're super nice. They're li- It's a dark blue with the logo. So a buddy of mine, Carl, he bought one, right? He bought one. I went over his house. I, I dropped it off for him. There you go. So I had to continue on to do an errand. I stopped off at a store called, uh, what the fuck is it called? Harbor Freights? Harbor Freights and Tools? Yes, Harbor Freight Tools. And I'm sure a lot of you know, it's, um, it's kind of, I don't want to call it a hardware store, but it's a place where you go and everything is just tools and tarps and, you know, whatever else. And uh, I needed to buy myself some uh, gloves, not like Leatherman gloves, but, uh, you know, rubber-coated gloves, you know, to protect your hands. Again, when I'm doing all this Coke shit, I'm throwing stuff around. It's just good to have gloves on. You're dealing with a lot of cardboard. You don't need to get cut. You, you don't want to smash your finger. I mean, I get my fingers are kind of beat up a little bit. My fingernails are smashed. It's gross. So I had to get some, you know, the pairs that they have given me through work, I've already worn through them. Clearly, they're not that good of gloves. So I go to Harbor Freights. Again, not the greatest of store either, but I know they have gloves that I like. So uh, I go, I find them, I buy three pair, 
They're like a dollar fifty each. You know, each pair, cheap as shit. But they do a good job. I used them when I did a Dippin' Dots. They, they were good with the cold. They protected your hand. Like, you could pick up the dry ice with these gloves with no problems. It was good. So I buy them, and then there was, like, a coupon that I got an email for 10% off. So I'm like, all right, you know, 10% off. I'm going to save 45 cents or whatever, right? Because it was $4.50. I'm going to save 45 cents. And the guy at the register said the coupon didn't work for whatever reason. So I just shrugged my shoulders. I'm like, whatever, it's 45 cents. I'm not going to lose my shit about it. I'm not going to create a stink. Life goes on. I, I need these gloves. I'm not going to put them back because I don't get my 45 cent discount. And then the guy said something to me that I thought was really weird because <laughs> he goes, I like the way you talk. <laughs> and it took me a second because I'm like, I don't, what are you talking? I didn't say anything, dude. I just kind of was like, I just shrugged my shoulders, whatever. And I, so I said to him, because he, he goes, I like the way you talk. And I was like, by by not talking and he's like i just like how you didn't get upset by it you're like whatever and i'm like yeah whatever i you know again i'm not gonna create a state it wasn't like i bought uh 450 dollars worth of shit and i you know and then it would have been 45 dollars that i would have saved then i might have fucking had a little bit more of a problem with it but for a 45 cent is not anything to fucking lose your shit about. I probably could go out in the goddamn parking lot and find 45 cents if I wanted to. Whatever. I'm going to need the gloves at the new job. I'm going to be doing warehouse work. Gross. If you work in a warehouse, please tell me some secrets and how you do, have not killed yourself. Uh, it's going to be physically demanding. But, again, goddamn, these jobs that I want are jobs that are like, go do your job, I will go do my job, and then I fucking put my hands together and go, yeah, I'm done, see you tomorrow, fuckers. That's all I want. I don't need anyone fucking with me. And I felt like Cope wanted to fuck with me too much. Too much meetings, too much dumb phone, too much dumb apps, too many meetings. Why? I'm a goddamn stock boy. What are we fucking meeting about, you cocks? So next Tuesday, two, no, next Wednesday, the 10th, that's when I technically I start. So we'll see how it goes. Although I can't lie, I do have a job interview tomorrow on the phone. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, I found some shit. Um, there's this woman in, uh, I think she lives in Traverse City. Yeah, she lives in Traverse City. And I thought this was funny. Because clearly she does not like her job. Right? She doesn't like it. She works for the state. 
Um, she's an elected official, though. So she's been um, voted in year after year. Her name is Peggy Haynes. She's 71 years old, Peggy Haynes. And the county, Grand Traverse, the people of that county, the fine county of Grand Traverse, voted her in as the Register of Deeds. Couldn't really tell you what the fuck that means, but apparently she records all documents related to local real estate, including deeds, mortgages, land contracts, and liens. Sounds fucking awful. I can't imagine. That's got to be incredibly boring. And Peggy, if you listen to this, please tell me how you have not killed yourself yet. I need to know the secret. And uh, she makes a nice wage. She's got a nice yearly salary. She makes $67,000 a year. That's a lot of fucking money. I have never made... $67,000 in a year. Maybe I do need to fucking become a register of deeds. Maybe I need to throw my hat in the ring and maybe I'll run against good old Peggy Haynes and I'll beat her ass. And I'll be like, yeah, hey, I'll do all this shit. I don't know what the fuck it is, but whatever. I'm it. Give me my 67 girl, bitch. But uh, good old Peggy is mad. Because she says she has not received a raise in uh, eight years. She has had the job since 2000. Holy shit, this lady's been doing the job for a long time. But it, the last eight years, she has not received a raise. And she feels that uh, people there are looking to force her out of office. How does anyone force you out of uh, an elected office, though? You got voted in, you won, bitch. So unless they fucking uh, find a reason to impeach you or whatever, it's your fucking job. But she says she needs a raise. And part of it, she says, this is why she's pissed. She says she was excluded again from a raise when county commissioners in December gave raises to the county administrator the elected clerk, and themselves. She was uh, excluded from that. And I'm like, I don't, it doesn't say in the article here whether or not Peggy has done a good job. Maybe she's done a shit job. Maybe you fucking, um, you have a cap on it, right? Like, she's been doing the job for 20 years. 21 years, I guess, technically now. Um, you can't keep doing the same job and uh, expect to get a raise every year, right? Like, I, I, I'm going to talk, the job that I have, uh, you can't see me doing the air quotes, the merchandising job. I met a guy the other day, who he is the second shift merchandiser, and he says he's been there for 17 years. Holy fuck. And, uh, I can't imagine, like, he's been there for 17 years and he keeps getting a raise and a raise and a raise and a raise and a raise. I can't expect this guy to be making 30 bucks a fucking, you know, an hour as a merchandiser because he's been there for fucking forever. They're like, nope, the cap is this. We don't give a shit how long you've been here. 
Uh, you can continue to work here, but do not expect to get any more raises. This is it, motherfucker. I wish it did talk about if she was a shitty fucking uh, register of deeds. The register of deeds sounds like a fucking character in Harry Potter or some shit. She's the register of deeds. Slytherin. I don't even know anything about Harry Potter, but that's just kind of what it sounds like. I could have gone Lord of the Rings. He's the Registrar of Deeds. Or fucking Game of Thrones or whatever like that. But that sounds weird. So good luck to you, Peggy. Um, although I don't think fucking suing uh, is going to you know, get you any fucking uh, favors with anybody. Just say rabbit, rabbit every fucking first of the month you'll get it any of you guys live up there in grand traverse you guys know peggy haynes is she a bitch i am in my brain i imagine peggy haynes as being a bit of a pill to put it nicely i think this bitch is a pill whatever if she doesn't like her job someone else is hiring Michigan Adventures, the fucking amusement park in West Michigan, is hiring. They are looking to hire 800 people. Um, now, this is just me. I cannot lie. I love Michigan's Adventure. Um, we, Jamie and I used to try to go once a summer. We would go towards the end of the, the season so we would go like September and uh, we would just go and have a fun time. It was great. It's been a couple of years since we've been. I like it just because it's close. It's a good 45 minutes to where Jamie and I live. So it's close and it's, um, it's not the biggest of amusement parks. It's not the best of amusement parks. And I think that's why I fucking like it because to me, an amusement park is more about quantity than quality. I would rather ride a mediocre roller coaster eight times in a day than ride a great one once or twice in a day. I, there's nothing I hate more than lines. I don't want to sit in a line for like an hour plus to, to get on a ride that's going to last like 45 seconds. Right? So, uh, there have been plenty of times where I've been at Michigan Adventure where I get off, I get out, I run around, I get back in line, and then literally like three minutes later, I'm on the fucking ride again. It's the greatest of all time. It's the best, but they are hiring 800 people. So if you don't have a job, or maybe you got a, a student or a younger person who's looking for a job because that seems like, you know, it's a seasonal job. They're looking for um, people to man the rides, to sell merchandise, lifeguards, park services, food and beverage, guest services, and whatever else. Janitorial services. So, you know, it's seasonal. But I'm not going to lie, everybody. I don't think I would want to work there. And to be honest, this summer, I don't think I would even want to go. Uh, we're still in a goddamn pandemic, everybody. It's weird to me 
how some people just want to go live their lives. And I get it. Trust me, it's been a year. I am sick of this as much as everybody else. But I'm trying to limit what I do. I go to work. Uh, maybe I'll order takeout. But then I just come home. Am I a fucking loser? Maybe. Probably. But that has nothing to do with the pandemic. So I just, you know, I keep, there's this one dude that I'm friends with on Facebook and I had to unfollow him because he keeps posting these pictures about going on vacation. He's in like Mexico or wherever else. And I'm like, if it was a regular fucking year, I'd be like, oh dude, that's awesome. And now I'm like, you're a dick. Why are you going on all these fucking trips? Why are you flying places and doing shit? I'm like, ugh. This is a pandemic, motherfucker. Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but I know I'm not wrong. So don't tell me I'm wrong. I'll just tell you you're wrong. So I don't, if you want a job, go to, go to like michigansadventure.com or something. Or just Google Michigan's Adventure. 800 people is a lot of fucking people. Go get yourself, go get yourself a job, motherfucker. Go get yourself a job, motherfucker, job, motherfucker, job, motherfucker. One place uh, that I had applied for a job, I was accepted for the job. I went through training for the job, and then I said, fuck this shit, <laughs> uh, was uh, Amazon. I was going to be an Amazon driver. And uh, as I'm going through the training, I just knew I, I was going to fucking hate it. I knew I would. And so I knew enough that I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Before uh, we get into the shit, I'm out. Thank thank you, but no. They're in the news now because um, Amazon is looking to put cameras in their vans and um, road safety experts are saying that uh, driver monitoring should bring safety benefits for the company and everyone it shares roads with but I will tell you as a fucking driver eat my balls man I don't want cameras everywhere there's already like a GPS on the van they have, they give you a work phone and you have a GPS on your work phone. You're monitored everywhere. They have cameras, I think, on the van to like, you know, look at what's going on. You don't need a fucking camera in the goddamn van. You don't need to be watching the driver all the fucking time. So a lot of drivers are like, yeah, fuck this shit. Uh... There was one driver, her name is Camille Elizabeth. And uh, she seems to think if one thing messes up, I'm gonna freak out, that's my job, it's over, they're gonna see it on camera. And Amazon's like, ah, yeah, no one's gonna lose their job over like one incident. I'm like, fuck you, I sure as, sure as hell know you're gonna fire some motherfuckers. Amazon, does not care about you as an employee. They don't. I know they'll want you to think that they do. They don't. Trust me. They don't give a fuck. Most companies 
don't give a fuck. I've talked about this a lot lately. I don't think most companies give a fuck about their employees. But they're looking at it as, it's all a safety issue. This is good for everybody. I'm like, I'm not really sure how this is good for everybody. I don't know. Businesses like UPS and DHL rely on telematic systems that track driver behavior such as seatbelt use, speed, acceleration, and braking. That, I mean, that was another thing. On the goddamn fucking van, it's like big brother all over you. And I was like, I'm not about this shit. Let me do my job. If I'm doing my job great, then there you go. Drivers get real-time warnings if they run a stop sign, tailgate, or are distracted. Doesn't this just seem like too much of your employer being overly invested in how you're doing a job? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. The market for automated cameras is expected to triple over the next five to seven years. Amazon relies on a system from Netrodyne, which declined to comment for the story. Its competitors include Omnitrax, Lix, Jungo, and Samsara. Christ, I'm a cracker. I, I'm out, man. I don't want any of that shit. Am, am I, I guess I'm the weirdo. I'm the weirdo for not wanting to fucking have all the shit. You know, there's too many cameras everywhere. Let me live my fucking life. Let me do my goddamn job. I've, I've discussed this before. They gave me a work phone. And uh, I'm not going to lie, everybody. I don't... My work phone's on. I don't have it, the ringer on. Because I'm doing my fucking job. And I have been... Uh, listeners of the podcast have told me I'm in the wrong for doing that. And I'm like, I'm a goddamn fucking stock boy. What do you? What does anybody need to fucking call me about? You fucking dicks. Let me do my fucking job. Don't call me. And you guys know where the fuck I am. Come talk to me then. You, you fucking got Big Brother GPS on me. Come talk to me, you fucks. I hate it. Uh, all right. I don't know how this is gonna work, but uh, this next story, I thought was interesting. And uh, I haven't looked at it. They have done some metrics, some research, and they want to find out who is the funniest TV character ever. Oh my God. And I'm probably going to disagree. Uh, like I said, I haven't looked at the article, but here we go. Uh, they, they started like they had the top five. But, uh, let's see. They actually have 5B, and that is Mac from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He is the guy who uh, plays the gay character. He's like the dumb jock, but he's gay now character. He was like over masculine, but it was he was that way to hide his homosexuality. And I can't lie, um, he's pretty funny on the show. But I wouldn't say that Mac is the funniest 
even the funniest character on the show. It's uh, the other fucking guy. Um, why am I blanking on his fucking name right now? Charlie. Charlie's funnier than Mac. Oh, what? Frank. Danny DeVito's character. He's funnier too. So already I'm calling bullshit on this fucking uh, this fucking list. Five A is Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Now I'm not gonna lie, everybody. I have never seen that show. I know a lot of people like it, but I'm tired of these fake pseudo uh, documentary shows. Uh, I've never seen it. And I never fucking will. So I can't speak to who he is. Number four, Gene Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Again, a, another show I've never fucking watched. Uh, I have no idea who he is. I never watched the show. I've never heard the name, so nobody's ever fucking talked about him. So I'm calling bullshit on this character, too. Uh, number three, Leon from Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, and this is where I'm going to call bullshit on this. Because um, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, but Leon is played by J.B. Smooth, and J.B. Smooth is incredibly unfunny. Um, I don't know how J.B. Smooth got what he has, but he is not funny. Uh, number two, Jonah Takalua from Summer High High. I've never even heard of this show. This list is garbage. Who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is this show? So dumb. And then the number one, number one, Terry Bernardino from ne Reno 9-11. And uh, again, I'll say this too. I've only seen little bits and pieces of Reno 9-11. I couldn't tell you who Terry Bernardino is, but I do know the person who plays Terry, and that is Nick Swardson. And I do know Nick Swardson is a very funny character. Uh, he's a very funny comic and actor, but uh, fuck, I don't know if he's the fun. Fuck! So dumb. This list is dumb and I hate it. Uh, I have met Nick Swartzen uh, a few times. Uh, Nick Swartzen, when he was in town filming 30 Minutes or Less, uh, he used to come into Dr. Grin's all the time. And the very first time I was there, I saw this dude in the back. And I thought he was a homeless dude. And I went and I talked to the manager. I'm like, who the fuck's a homeless dude in the back? And they're like, that's Nick Swartz. And I was like, what? What? And sure as fuck it was, it was Nick Swartzen. And Nick Swartzen couldn't have been a nicer dude. Um, he just got drunk every night, though. God damn, he was a fucking alcoholic. The one thing about Nick that I always disappointed me was that he never once got on stage. Aziz Ansari got on stage all the fucking time. And uh, I didn't care for him as a comic, and I didn't care for him as a dude. Um, did not did not like Aziz and Sorry. Nick Swartzen, on the other hand, though, super funny, super nice. 
We were sitting in the green room one night. We were just shooting the shit. I told a joke. He laughed. He high-fived. It was great. And I'd seen Nick uh, perform live, too. And he's a very, very funny dude. And I know it's a lot of dick and fart jokes, but that's kind of what I dig anyway. So uh, this list is shit. Can't lie. I mean, uh, Mac. Mac is the only one that I know. And again, I don't even find Mac the funniest one on It's Always Sunny. So whatever. This list is shit. This list is shit. All right. Florida man, Florida man. And this is Florida man. We're doing a Florida man. He's from Fort Lauderdale. Woo! Spring break, buddy, Fort Lauderdale. Show us your titties. This happened at KFC. Apparently this guy was going into KFC to get himself some coleslaw. He said KFC has the best goddamn coleslaw. And he went in. This happened last Wednesday. Uh, the man in question is Brandon Pearson. And he's uh, he's in there. He's ordering some food. And there was a homeless dude in the restaurant. And he was asking Brandon if he could have some food. And Brandon was like, motherfucker. Eat my dick, bitch. And so the two of them got into it. Uh, a lot of insults. Uh, apparently there was some pushing. Uh, an employee got in the way. Kind of separated them. The homeless man went outside. Somehow found some rocks. I'm assuming it was like landscaping rocks. And he threw the rocks at Brandon. And Brandon was like, oh, no, you didn't, bitch. Uh, pushed the homeless man down, kicked him, and then uh, he pulled out a knife and stabbed him in the head. He stabbed the homeless guy in the head. Now, I'm not going to lie, everybody. Uh, if I was going to stab someone... It would not be in the head. The head is, it's all fucking skull, right? I mean, I don't, maybe, did he stab him in the cheek? Because you could do that. You could fucking slice and dice someone's cheek up pretty good. Or maybe you go with the eyeball, you stab him in the fucking eye, but they said they stabbed him in the head. To me, the head just means a skull. So, and also, you can't do that, everybody. Can we all agree you can't stab a motherfucker? Um, I know I've, I've thought about it. Taking out my LMNOP multi-purpose tool, get the knife out, maybe turn the flashlight on too so I can see exactly where I'm going to stab a motherfucker. But you can't do it. So he did say he waited for the cops and he said, hey, man, uh, I had to stab him. He threw landscaping rocks at me. <laughs> uh, I, you know, if a homeless dude were to ask me for some food in, in a KFC, I'd be like, all right, man, here, I'll get you a fucking dish of coleslaw. Here you go, bitch. Relax. Here's some coleslaw. Or I'd just be like, no, man. And then they go about your day, right? Sometimes... I know homeless people can get pushy, um, but then I would I would just leave, or I would complain to the restaurant, and be like, "Hey, what? Why are you allowing this fucking homeless guy to like loiter?" Uh, again, 
just trying to make sure that I don't stab anybody. But good old Brandon, he stabbed a homeless dude. It's going to go on his permanent record. And there you go. Florida man, Florida man. Well, that is it, everybody. I appreciate you guys listening to this dumb podcast. If you do like this dumb podcast, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. The freebies are every Monday and Thursday. The Patreon is pretty much every other day. So that would be Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Way more on the Patreon. And it's only five bucks. So that's like one less uh, KFC coleslaw, one less Starbucks, a couple less cans of pop. So think about it. Give me five bucks, and I would appreciate it. Just five bucks once a month. All right, I'm going to ask you guys to do a couple things, too. Um, If you support me, I'm going to support these other people. So that's what I'm doing. So I want you to go support a small businesswoman. She has a Facebook page. It's called Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Go check it out. She makes some really good baked goods. She can make some really good crafts. She's made me a coffee mug. She's made me some coasters. She made Jamie some face masks for the Rona. So go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Hit the like button on her page. And then uh, message her and see what she's got that you can buy from her. Okay, do that for her. Then when you're done with that, I want you to search The Sunday Slaw on Facebook. That's another Facebook page. Where uh, Adam House and Stephanie Booms, they eat coleslaw. And then they uh, they film themselves eating coleslaw. And then they give reviews of what they think of the coleslaw. So if you like coleslaw, go hit the Sunday Slaw. Go watch their videos. They're pretty short. They're usually just a couple minutes. And then uh, if you live on the east side of Michigan, Detroit area, tell them where to go to get some good slaw. They're always looking. So the Sunday Slaw, Adam House, Stephanie Booms, do that. Then check out Coley's River Retreat, a cabin rental place in Tylertown, Mississippi. Uh, It's currently closed, everybody. It's currently closed, but it's going to reopen pretty soon, hopefully next month. And then you and four of your good buddies can go down there. Uh, You can go tubing, hiking, uh, relaxing, uh, go to KFC, get yourself some coleslaw, stab a homeless person. You can do all sorts of fun stuff down there. So go check out Colby's River Retreat. They got a Facebook page. They got an Instagram page. They got their own website. So do that. When they're open, go rent out the place, right? And the last but not least, I want you to listen to another podcast. And it is called Another Episode Podcast. That's Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine. Those two have known each other a long, long time, and uh, they got something in common. They, they enjoy movies a whole lot. They've both watched a shit ton of movies. So they like talking about movies. Every Wednesday, they drop a new episode. They bring in guests to help them talk about whatever movie they're going to do. So uh, go follow them on Facebook. Go follow them on Instagram. They even have a Twitter, another episode podcast. You can listen to them on your favorite podcast platform. It's probably there every Wednesday, and it is for free. 
So do those four things for me if you could. And also, again, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Please think about buying a Tonight Tonight coffee mug. I'll drop it off at your house for 15 bucks. Or I will uh, mail it to you for 20 How about that? So that's it, everybody. I'm done. I will see you again tomorrow for the Patreon. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, my job interview and all sorts of cool shit. All right. We'll see you. Have a good night. I got to go take a dump. Later.